We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard a house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We gotta I'm starting a new trend That was the most aggressive start I think I've ever seen you have I want to see how much beer I can chug during the intro before we start I think Aren't you about done? Yeah, there's a little bit of foam in there Yeah, but you haven't You can chug a beer every time And if you did like two beers, I'd be really impressed Mm. Also, you control the music, so this is cheating No, how is it? It's only so long though Oh, that's true like, the, like it's a set amount of time. No, we never we never play it all the way out, though. We don't. Yeah. I, I cut it the same time every time. I come in at the same time every time. That's that's kind of that's the consistency that our audience expects from us on this podcast. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. So like, you're like going to consistently alcohol, do that every single time? Beautiful. Okay. Tonight. Fade out. And... And now we're clear. See? So that's now you're going to consistently do that every single time. What, the chugging the beer? Yeah. I might. I might. It starts it off right. It gets me going, and uh, it's just one less beer I have to drink throughout the podcast. So I, I shotgunned one at the start of it one time. I do remember that, except yeah. then you ended up like hacking up a lung or something. Yeah, it like, went down it, the wrong lung. Yeah, it did. Well, it, it shouldn't, <laughs> the wrong lung. shouldn't have gone down any lung, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think the, that's how I'm going to start. But welcome, everybody, to The Last Call Podcast. My name is Aaron Thompson. I am your host, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Warner. Back again for more family fun. Oh, so much. Sitting around the campfire. So much drinking beers. family fun. I've had... With the kids. Drinking beer with the kids? <laughs> yeah. Gotta teach them young. Yeah, exactly. Gotta know their limits. My mom, at one point, before I went off to college, told me, Aaron, like, you don't go out. You, I've never seen you drink, and I'm concerned that you won't know your limits when you get to college. And I'm like, mom, what are, like, what are you trying to say? Like, are you trying to get me to go out and just get hammered and see like how much beer I can drink in a single setting or like what? It was a very awkward conversation to have. I wish, I wish you would have followed that up with. So to make sure you're ready, you and I are going to split this handle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> which we're going to go shot for shot. Which is funny because neither of my parents drink. I, I like they used to, but they don't, they don't drink anymore. Mm. And so it was just very weird for my parents who don't drink to be like, Hey, you should know your limits. And this was like before I went off to college. So I mean, they're realistic. They know what college is like. I mean, I, I assume they went to college. Yes. Maybe. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ball State and uh, IU. So, yeah. they Indiana. Two Indiana schools. Decent party schools, at least. IU, definitely. Ball State, I've heard it's decent. Yeah. I've never been to Ball State. I don't know. We do have a friend that went there for, I don't know, a semester, maybe. I don't know how long he actually went there. Yeah. I think a couple of years. Gotcha. So... We'll have to ask him sometime whether Ball State's a party school or not. I, we're we're getting a nod. We're getting. He we're, is, we we do have a live studio audience again, again this week. Uh, unexpected, but yet yeah, we do. So, um, well, where do we want to start? I don't know. I think you had a story. No, sounded like you have a story. I'm, I've I've just had a day, and uh, I guess last night I had a night. So, I have this issue. Day and a night. I had a day and a night. I have this issue when pizza is delivered to our table i can never wait for it to get cool enough to eat and so i eat it and i burn the roof of my mouth every time and then i'm like well i want another piece i'm sure it's cool enough by now nope but like and so the roof of my mouth is burnt and then today i went golfing and i lost two golf balls which ironically is the same number of uh golf gloves that are lost i lost two golf gloves today how do you lose a golf glove that's that's a great question i lost two you take yours off well i lost one because i was trying to walk down this hill and it's rained a lot recently and i just completely ate shit and slid down the hill (laughs) on my ass so i walked around with wet pants the rest of the round and then my glove was sopping wet so i decided oh i need to air this out i'm gonna put it over my my aid iron to dry out and at some point along the ride, it just fucking fell off. So no idea where it went. Lost that one. So I had my spare one that I was using, which is completely torn up and old. Literally made it through the rest of the round with that glove. And then no idea where it went. Got to the parking lot, was putting up all my shit. I was like, where's my other glove? So I lost two gloves, two balls, slid down a hill on my butt on a muddy terrain. 
Uh, so I walked around with wet pants the rest of the round. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good time. I've never heard of somebody losing a golf glove, let alone two golf gloves. In the same round. And I've never seen somebody that is going to have to keep as many golf gloves as they have golf balls in their bag. I, it might be a thing. You might be the I first. I might have to actually use so. Your golf round is going to get very expensive if that is the case. God, I can't be you losing. better get sponsored. I can't be losing two golf gloves around. <laughs> it's just, it just can't happen. So anyways, that was my day. So um, so you can't taste anything right now. Well, I guess this is the roof of your mouth. Yeah, it just it hurts. Tingles. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. You ever burn the roof of your mouth? Oh, yeah, for sure. Is there a Definitely food? on pizza. Yeah. Is there a food that like you just can't like not just dive into right away? Like, is it queso? Like, I've done that with queso before, I think, or... Pizza's I don't think big. it's ever been that hot. Pizza's definitely one. Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls because they look deceivingly like the outside seems like the right temperature, and then you bite into it, and then the lava makes its way out. But then you and then you you do this thing where you think instead of just spitting it out because it's too hot, you do this thing where you like chew with your mouth wide open, like trying to like air it out. It is completely just, impolite to spit out your food. I know. It is not weird to do that. Well, I know, but you're like chewing with your mouth just wide open like trying to not burn your mouth and it's like just spit it out like so you don't burn your mouth but no i'm i'm it's in my mouth i have to keep well, eating at it that so i'm point, gonna the damage is done so you might as well just keep going i guess i don't know but pizza's the big one for me um i've done it on other stuff but yeah i i just pizza comes out and why does it have to be so hot like i enjoy a warm pizza but it doesn't need to be scolding hot so that i burn my mouth see you have the uh the keurig and I dial that thing all the way down on temperature. Oh. Like as far down as it could go. Because when I get a coffee, like when I make one in the morning, I want it to be ready to drink right out of it. So. But here's the issue. It's not. And I have to wait 10, 15, 20 minutes for it to cool down until it's drinkable. There's such a finite window to drink coffee. Yeah. It, it, it can't be super hot like it just came out of the Keurig. But it can't wait too long, otherwise it's cold and undrinkable. Like, there is a solid three to four minute window that you have to drink your coffee when it's an appropriate temperature. Otherwise, that coffee's got to go down the drain. I'm sure there's there has to be a mug out there that keeps it at the right temperature. I, I would Surely, hope so. Right? I would hope so. If not, we're, we're selling the idea and uh, we're done with this, the, the podcast. We're just living off that. The only thing that I've seen is uh, coffee mugs that actually like have a temperature sensor in them. So like yeah. it will tell you the temperature of the drink. Oh, so now when I know it's at the right temperature, I have to chug it because it's going to get too cold like two minutes later. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's how that works. Just like we're chugging beers. Absolutely. I'm about to chug this other one. I don't um, think you will. So I had a, I had an interesting thought the other day and this is, this is kind of the, the first thing I want to talk about. Is there anything in your life as as a dude that you've gotten really weirdly attached to for no reason at all but then like whenever you lose that thing or whenever it like goes missing you're like disappointed even though you know you shouldn't be so do you want an example this was my example as a guy i will throw out a car okay but i feel like that's a very obvious example so i'll let you well, you, you become attached to a car. I know like people become attached to clothing and stuff like that but mine the what made me think of this question is I was again out golfing and I thought I had found my golf ball and it wasn't my golf ball. So I pick it up and I decide to just use it. It's a random golf ball. Who cares? And then I played like three really, really, really good holes with it. And then we, as a guy, and you know this as a golfer as mm -hmm. well, you lose that golf ball mm -hmm. and a part of you dies. It's like, no, <laughs> I was playing so well with that golf ball. And then like you miss that golf ball and you have no idea why. It's just a random golf ball that you found on the course. But something in you is like sad. But that's what make the, makes that golf ball so special is that you had such a good time <laughs> together. You had yeah. such a, it, it was, it shined the brightest right then exactly and the, then what is it the brightest brightest stars burn out the quickest so yeah Something whatever like that, that saying right? is it but the best golf balls get lost the quickest dude 
it, it it's so true it's like you you just have this this moment where you feel like i figured something out i'm good at golf but you you equate it to you attribute that to the ball it's like it's the ball it can't not be the me. club it's not a, the club that's been there it's, for, <laughs> through it's, thick and thin it's absolutely the ball well for you you know it's not going to be your golf glove because those things don't stick around no those things walk out on me so quick yeah <laughs> i only had that one for like a couple weeks too so it was sad um embarrassing but, but okay so you said cars is there anything else that like you've ever had that like for no reason you just got like really weirdly attached to and then when it was gone it's like why am i so upset that this is gone mm, i don't know so i guess with the cars it's not every car let me explain this real quick it's not every car so like i've had i think four or five cars now in my short time and but it was only like really my the bmw m3 that i had and it was because I told myself, like, when I worked through college and once I graduate and I got my full-time engineering job, that was going to be a car I was going to get. And I worked. And that was my reason for working hard in college to get a job and get to that point. So it was like the symbol of, I guess, achievement or accomplishing something that I wanted. So, so when, it, when I got rid of it, that was actually really hard. So, there, I mean, in... That makes sense because there's an actual story behind that. So you're just talking, but you're talking random. Well, garbage. I mean, well, it could be, it could be everything. I, I count that as as part of my question. It's you were very attached to this car. Other people look at cars and it's like it's a car. Like it's time for a new one. Like you know yeah. whatever. Um. So, but that one had sentimental value because it was like the first big purchase you made, or like you worked so hard for it, or you know something along those lines. So at least there's a story behind it. Mm-hmm. rather than my golf ball You're that i literally found just completely fucking random yeah i found this golf ball in the weeds and then i lost it and got really upset about it like that that's kind of dumb in my opinion yeah i don't know i guess i could see some like tools that i've used that i've had forever yeah like old I, but they're, they're really not it's not like it's anything special it's not like it's a tool that my dad gave me or my grandparents gave me it was just one that i bought and then i'm like oh i've had this thing forever really doesn't mean much to me but i've had it for that long and shitty that it broke yeah i don't know so that's fair but i don't know why we get attached to like these these things that like really mean nothing i don't think it's necessarily just guys though no i yeah i'm sure like girls have their favorite pair of shoes or i don't know so uh i don't know what girls like dude why why do you think i'm single man i'm (laughs) i don't know what girls like (laughs) so i'm sure there's something that that a girl would have or uh something that somebody gave them or i don't know i mean that's the same thing with anybody i guess but i don't know why i just felt attached to this it's still in my bag by the way i still have it with the golf ball yeah i thought you lost it no i i but oh you kept it i kept it well no i played with it so now you're never going to use it again i i see but I, it's inevitable that you I'm going to lose it. You have to, because you played so well with it. Well, and you've got that confidence. I it f- instilled that confidence in you. You have to continue to use it. I found it on hole 10. Hole 10? You remember the moment you got it? I found it. Did you on, take a picture with it? I, I thought about it for a second. Our I, first hole. I found it on hole 10, and then I played the rest of the round with it. got me a birdie as well. So that, that doesn't happen every, every right. round. That's a, that's a good memory right off the bat. It's got to go downhill though. It, it's going to as soon as I I shank it into the woods. <laughs> see a golf ball. Do you get a do you get a bogey with it? Uh, I might have gotten a couple bogeys, but I, so, I didn't lose it. It's been there for you through the ups and the downs. <laughs> through thick and thin, through that golf th- ball has th- been through there for thick me. Through thick rough and thin rough and thin fairways and thin shots. I'm assuming as well. Oh yeah, thin shots, fat shots. I mean, it, it a little bit of it all. Oh, it took it took a journey with me. So, anyways, I didn't know if like that was something that other people. No, I, I I can't think of anything specifically like off the top of my head, but I don't know. I, I'll just I'll I'll think about it throughout the episode. Okay, we'll find something. Okay, I get randomly attached to I mean Budweiser, but yeah, yeah. I um I'm still a couple episodes ago I bought those sour beers. I'm still. I have three of those, and then I have. You, didn't you chug one of those? Yeah, I chugged. I feel like that'd be terrible to chug. Uh, it went down pretty easy. Uh, it wasn't impressive. So. Yeah, I, I get. I, I poured it so like there was a ton of foam in it, like on purposely. I don't know why. I was just fucking around. Yeah. So I got a lot of foam in that in that beer though. 
So, rolling conversation that we've had on a number of episodes, NFTs. Okay. What about um, I think we've talked about them. I think we've had other people talk about them. Like, we had Andrew on, and he talked about NFTs, and we talked about... We're, we're all very skeptical of them and don't see the value in them, especially as a like a artwork and however they pump them and however they try to sell them as this is going to be worth something big. If I buy it now, it's only going to go up in the future. Okay. Yeah. You remember like one of the first original NFTs that kind of made the the big story? Like. The, are, are you talking about the piece of artwork that sold for $69 million? Or Close, you, but there was another one. Are you the, talking about like the monkeys? No, like the no, board? no. Uh, not, not Bored Ape. The Jack Dorsey tweet. Oh, yeah. 20, what was it? $2.9 million. His Jack Dorsey's first tweet, the NFT of that, sold for $2.9 million. Um, the guy relisted it for sale mm-hmm. last week. And he said he listed it for $48 million. So this man was going to try to profit, you know, $45 million off of that. How much, what percent is that? 10, 100,000 percent? No, uh, like a so lot. Ridiculous. A lot. Yeah, he's going to make a lot of money off of it. Um, and he promised to donate half of the proceeds to charity. Mm. So the auction went off last week you want to try to take a guess what the uh top bid for uh, it's got to be 69 the auction million closed yesterday by the way it's yesterday got to be 69 million 69 million yeah 277 dollars oh <laughs> that man just lost so much money 2.9 million dollars down to 277 dollars my thought is this is the first big domino to fall as far as nfts go because this was supposed to be like one of the the meccas of it. It's like it's kind of like having like a, a, a you know a, shit. What's the fucking uh, the Mona Lisa or something like that? You know. Yeah. It, it, it's it's one of those ones that made the news and it's so symbolic of like how big NFTs are going to be in the future. But it just failed and flopped. So I think this is horrible for NFTs. It's just going to drive everything else down. I I agree. Um... Except if Elon decides, like if the SEC clears Elon Musk to buy Twitter, who knows that tweet? Maybe the Jack Dorsey tweet becomes popular again. I don't know. But why? I don't. I don't understand why it would though. But why? Why does the NFT become popular? I mean, Jack Dorsey was at Twitter, and I honestly think part of the reason why that thing was so valuable is because he was still at Twitter. But then he left Twitter. He's no longer the CEO of it. So honestly, I think the value of it kind of goes down. Could be, but it's also a relic of time gone by. But two hundred seventy-seven dollars. I am almost. Well, I'm, what, what I'm kind of jealous. I did not know about it. I would have bought it for three hundred dollars. What would you have though? Probably not. Yeah. I. I, um, I it would have been funny to say I bought something that was originally worth two point nine million dollars for three hundred dollars. Well, and so that's the point that I was trying to make when we were talking to Andrew. Is like I think there is something to be said about utility. So if you buy the Jack Dorsey tweet and you get to go to an exclusive Twitter party. I don't fucking know. Like, like that's something that you get in addition to... You're talking about the function of it. Yeah, the yeah, it has some sort of function, some sort of utility where it's not just a, a JPEG. It is something that you can actually use or experience. So, like, that's where I can see it being worth something. Sure is if you sell enough of these like board ape is one like you sell enough board apes and like you get this community going where if you have one of the nfts that you can go to these exclusive events and that type of deal it's like a membership to a golf club yeah that has a pool and a gym and all this not only do you get to play golf but you get to go to this this you get access to this you get first rights to this yeah yeah so sure i i can see that being valuable because like if they say we only we're only going to sell ten thousand of these things, and I got one of the ten thousand, so I forever get to go to these exclusive things and you know bump elbows with famous people. I don't know who you know. Let's say there's a celebrity that has one, and I can go meet up with whoever. See, but the the issue with that is you just said so. There's one in ten thousand of them. There is nothing to prevent them from making more of them and devaluing. That's the same thing that we deal with with inflation. 
oh, nobody has money, nobody has access to this, oh, we just print more, well, that brings everything else down, and then that causes inflation. That's fair. So, so it's, I mean... And, and that's the thing, is like, it's these corporations and just, like, private entities that are making these, they're, you know, quote-unquote projects, they're calling them projects, like they're something special, and they make X number, but that they've also got to understand as a business model, we have to keep these things low in volume. They could expand, yeah. And if they do, then they kill their own brand. You know, it, it's it's but it, they won't. It's exclusivity. It, right now, the whole thing is just a fucking money grab. It's just like the 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 dot com bubble. You know, yeah. it's it, it's a bubble. No, I agree. I, I, I don't. Do, I just think this is one of the first dominoes to fall. I I do find that like very that's, that's interesting. Two point nine million dollars down to two hundred seventy seven dollars. That's that's crazy. I, I seriously wish I would have known about it. I I, I don't know that. I'm curious how many people are trying to sell then because if you try to sell and they find out what people are willing to pay for it. Yeah. So until he tried to list it and sell it, until he tried to sell it, it was still worth $2.9 million. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he decided to try to sell it and found out, oh shit, it's only worth $300, now the value has gone down. So if so, it's kind of like the, um, oh, what's the the paradox? The box, the... Um, the cat in the box and oh, is, Schro- it, is it Schrodinger's cat? Yeah, yep. It's like the cat uh, in the box. It was is worth it two- dead. It, it's not dead. I oh, how can you tell that it's dead? Yeah, it was. We don't know until it, you open up the box. I don't want to get into the the thing. If you want to go look up Schrodinger's cat, you can read about it. It's kind yeah, of interesting. There's a lot of good YouTube videos on it. It's a very interesting. Explain it way better than we ever will be able to do on this podcast. But essentially, the point that I'm trying to make is this is a very similar situation where. He it was two point nine million, but he opened the box and found out that it's only worth three three hundred dollars. You know what sucks from a, uh, I, I mean I'm not I'm I'm by no means an expert on stocks and and taxes and all that, but with a stock at least you could write off the loss, and and do that. Yeah, I, I don't. Essentially, what you're talking about was uh, like unrealized gains, right? Yeah. Um, but the fucking thing is like, so we were, we were watching, um, we were watching the dropout the other day and the dropout, the dropout. So it's the, the, the TV series on Hulu about, um, Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes on that whole controversy of her making a company that did not defrauded everybody everybody and made equipment that did not do what it was supposedly doing well at the end of it, it this is my thought and I, I think this is what they're what he was trying to do so one of the uh one of the investors was uh richard murdoch i believe richard murdoch um that sounds pretty big right. name i know the murdoch family yeah so he um is it richard or rupert I, i'm gonna fuck that up but he was a big owner in the company like a big investor in the company well, he ended up selling off his shares in the company when it basically was going to zero. He sold off all of his shares for a dollar. Every single part of the company that he had for a dollar. So it was really smart because at that time, it was worth a shit ton of money. And then it went down and he sold it for a dollar. So he basically wrote off all of those like losses on his taxes and basically was set for, you know... There's had a, a shit ton of tax credits for the next couple of years. No, I, despite what people feel about the rich, whether you think they need to be taxed more or whatever, it's like they stay wealthy for a reason. Like, yeah. They they know what to do to keep their money. Well, they surround themselves with people who people that know how to get around the rules. I mean, the rules are made by people and you surround yourself by people that know how to bend those rules in your favor. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's it's like you can't fault them. Like if they're it, assuming that what they do is legal, yeah, you can't fault them for taking advantage of the legal aspect of it. It's just you you know rewrite the rules. It's just like I, I think I think of it as like um, think of it as like basketball. Everybody knows at the end of like a college sports or or NBA game, you know, you do the whole foul and then make the other team shoot free throws and try to draw out the game. Like, yeah. that's a way, that is a strategy to try to extend or help yourself win. Correct. 
Yeah. It's one thing. It, it, the The first person that understands how to do that is a fucking genius, and they've thought through the rules and know how everything works, and they get it to work in their favor. Well, once everybody understands it, then it's not that advantageous, but everybody knows it's out there, and so you can't fault them because everybody can do what they're doing. Nobody likes it. No. Nobody likes it because he just draws out the last two, like the last 30 seconds of game last 20 minutes plus. Yeah, but it, it, it's a strategy. But It's it, a strategy and, and that it's with, everybody learned along the way. And it's within the rules. And it's within the rules. You might it's not like, like it. paying taxes. It's within the rules. They, they bend the rules and you it might, works. You might not like it, but it's within the rules. So I hate paying taxes. By the way, it is uh, Rupert. Rupert, sorry. So there's there's Sir Walter Murdoch, Sir Keith Murdoch. Rupert didn't get a Sir. Uh, sorry, Rupert. Not knighted. Elizabeth sorry, bud. Murdoch Jr. Jr. Elizabeth is a junior. Can that is that a thing? I didn't know Elizabeth could be a junior. Um, James R. Murdoch, and then Lachlan Murdoch. So those are the members of the Murdoch family. For no. those who so. care, they're a, a British. I don't know how I. Oh, oh, prominent international how, media magnets. So how I was relating all this backward to that that uh, Rupert Murdoch thing. Yeah. So he sold like all of his stocks for a dollar and basically was able to say, "Hey, all my these are my losses from my investment. Now you've got tax credit out the wazoo for the next x x number of years, right?" This guy, though, I was wondering how it works from an NFT standpoint because this guy went from two point nine, in theory, two point nine million dollars down to two hundred seventy-seven. So it's not like he can write off that loss. I don't know how that works. It's probably in a very gray area that I would not want to be in if I was him. See, I don't know because that still goes towards his net worth. Like, like, I, like yeah. rich people that buy a bunch of expensive artwork that's valued at whatever. Like that is part of their net worth and so if that devalues or it's an it's a property it depends on if you property yeah it depends on if you consider it an asset or not if it's an asset and it devalues it you can absolutely write that off if the government considers it an asset maybe so it's just a gray space gray space that i would not want to be in so for right now with how new everything is so for all he wanted to make money on it for all you know he just got a huge tax break probably so it's like for all and if you have 2.9 million dollars to spend That's, on that anyway i don't think you're really hurting for money that was my next thought like it's it's not like he went to a bank and it's like hey i want to take out a loan sir what for an nft absolutely here's three million dollars like he had the money yeah definitely so i don't yeah i don't know but i i don't believe in nfts uh, i think there is if it has utility that's fine but I'm not paying two point nine million dollars. It's similar to base. Pay three hundred bucks though. I I know. I might pay ten. The thing is, I you know I could go back to Jack Dorsey's uh, Twitter and use the snipping tool that is on Windows, <laughs> and I can have the same thing for zero dollars. I do. I true. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think it is hilarious though that Elon Musk buys ten percent, well nine point two percent of Twitter making him the largest shareholder in Twitter. And then he's like, they're like, hey, you want a board seat? He said, nah, I just want to buy the company. Yeah. Cash. And then, (laughs) so he just wants to buy the company in cash. And then he's like, you know what? Eh, I don't think this is a good investment. So uh, if if they don't sell to me, I'm going to sell on my stock. Which Once again, not a not a legal expert at all, but I think he's going to get in trouble legally for all this. No, like, some he's going to get dinged at one point. Like he can't. He's not. He's a shareholder. It's just like it, it, he is being sued, though. He is being sued by somebody uh, because I, you're supposed to. I can't remember if you're if you're a single person and you're going to make an investment over X percent or something like that, a very large sum, you have to claim like five days ahead of uh, of time that you're going to buy that. That is a thing. He is being sued right now. So he's being actually this is as of today. 
Yeah, it was like this morning or yesterday. It's a he's being Elon Musk says the SEC's investigation into Tesla. Oh, okay. Well, like, that's, I don't know what that is about. It's weird that Elon Musk starts to buy into Twitter and then all of a sudden we're going to look into Tesla. Like it, it's it's very interesting to me the like the timing of some of this stuff, but yeah, the SEC is now investigating Elon Musk and Tesla after he got all into Twitter and all that kind of stuff. At some point he's going to get caught in paying in paying some fine. I, I think he's had to do it a couple times, but I, I don't know what he what did he do wrong? He bought Twitter and he's like I want to buy the company and if they say no, like I don't have to like you're going to force him to keep his stock in Twitter? Let me like no, like like no. how do you, how do you do that? That doesn't make sense. So, okay, Elon Musk sued by Twitter shareholders over delay in uh disclosing stake. Uh let me Try to find this. I thought that was pretty immediate. Twitter shares rose twenty four seven percent. Former shares said they waited. So let me let me read some tweets from another billionaire, Mark Cuban. So he tweeted out that every major tech company, Google, Facebook, all of them, they they are on the phone with their antitrust lawyers asking if they can buy Twitter and get it approved. And Twitter is on the phone with their lawyers asking which can be their white knight. Going to be interesting. And then he also tweeted, Elon may have started this, but his threat to sell his shares, if Twitter says no, open the door for those tech giants to walk in for relatively little money and grab huge influence at Twitter or possibly direct or possibly a direct path to acquisition. Elon will smile all the way to the bank. So that's from another billionaire, Mark Cuban, who looks at these things like on a daily basis. So one way or another, Elon Musk is going to come out like an absolute bandit. See, and that's why it's, that's why he's going to get sued because he's doing things that are manipulating the stock. The stock, so it's going to be it's it's going to be stock manipulation. It, it could at be at some point they're going to pin him for stock manipulation. It could be because he's publicizing it. Here's the uh, lawsuit that uh, Musk had an obligation mandated by the SEC to, to, to disclose his stake within ten days of passing a five percent ownership threshold. You're, you're supposed to do that mandated by the SEC. Did he not do that? And he did not. Oh. So That he... would have been March 24th when he was supposed to have filed that buy to purchase it by the date that he purchased it. So what? So what they... It's a class action lawsuit, which is funny. So they and fine him? The class action lawsuits, the thing that people don't understand, like in a class action lawsuit, the only person that wins in that is the person that leads the class, the person that first invokes like the uh the uh the lawsuit and the lawyers everybody else you get like pennies ten ten dollars yeah whatever all those things that you see on the on the tv and commercials oh if you had mesothelioma whatever you could be entitled to financial or a significant financial compensation the only people that really went out of that are the lawyers and the person that initiated the the fucking lawsuit yeah i've you ever have you ever done that like hey you no. you were a part of a class no. action lawsuit like you've never filed for one of those no I've so been... so my my car the one that we were talking about earlier had an engine issue that bmw knew about and they refused to recognize it basically the engines would blow up because of a rod bearing issue because oil wasn't getting to the rod bearings well enough they knew about it and they refused to recognize it but eventually somebody got them to found enough evidence that they they did know about it and they didn't act on it so there's a class action lawsuit for that but it's never going to go anywhere yeah i mean but that's the closest i've been because it cost me a significant i think i talked about it on this podcast it cost me like 10 grand yeah because the engine blew up it cost me 10 grand yeah we talked about that sucked i don't know it'll be interesting i i think it'll be this might set precedent moving forward kind of how the sec handles that what's illegal what's not i do think it's interesting that mark cuban brought in all of the other tech companies that might consider buying stakes in twitter like like who like facebook because why not i mean they they, they're already trying to control the entire social media landscape like why would they not if they can why why not like what's facebook is damn near a trillion dollar company I mean, they're they're what five hundred billion something like that. I mean, Facebook. They're very. 
their market well, they share. went down way 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 down ever since they made that move to meta it's dropped significantly like they lost uh, like a half a billion dollars when they made that move to meta half a billion i see it was a lot okay <laughs> it was well, a lot i want to i want to talk about this i don't know if i've said this on the podcast have you ever noticed like when people share information there's a way that you can share that data or statistic that makes it sound so much more significant than it actually is like you just said half a billion dollars and that sounds like a, a ton of money which it is but it's 500 million but half a billion sounds bigger like I was listening to a radio show back in the day. Sorry, five hundred billion is what I meant to say. They lost five hundred billion in market. Facebook has lost five hundred billion dollars since rebranding to Meta. Good. That's what I was saying. Okay, that, no, that's, I, that's, I got that's, my number wrong. I got my number wrong by a factor of how much? A lot. Yeah, by a lot. I'm not. I'm not doing the math right now. I got my number wrong. I was on the right track, but then I said the wrong thing. So, but it's worse. No, much worse. Yeah. So much worse. Basically, they went down 50%. They lost like 50%. half of their value. Yes. Yeah. Correct. But, however, I, I do want to I want to state this point. So like you say half a billion. That sounds a li- that sounds bigger than 500 million. Does it not? Yeah, I get what you're saying. It, it's it's all how you present the data. So, yes. Um and this point came up on a radio show that I used to listen to and he was <laughs> his point was if I tell a girl that my penis is half a foot long, that sounds a hell of a lot bigger than six inches. <laughs> Does it not? Like, like the uh, way I mean, in a way, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I. I but it's the I've way. Also heard somebody say. Somebody told me once they were like, "Yeah, you tell her that it's the size of a grain of rice, so that when you pull out a baby carrot, she's really impressed." <laughs> and I was like, this "Okay, that's rice. interesting." <laughs> yeah so it's all in the way you present it that makes it sound more grand so when you said half a billion i was like oh that's only 500 like that's not that's nothing for facebook when you said 500 billion that's a big number yeah but does half a trillion sound bigger than that (laughs) that's the question that i have uh a lot of money a lot of money regardless so uh speaking of uh said thing um uh, phallic things um where are you going with that? i'm concerned very I, concerned i don't know if i sent this to you or not I, i'm hoping that you didn't look at it because you never look at any of the tiktoks that i sent you but i i do have uh, let me let me let me yeah that went to your phone that, that's probably in the audio no it's not oh i heard it oh it's muted no i heard it yeah but you, you you can hear it but it's muted it's not going to the thing oh, okay so i sent you a video let me pull it up. I have a discussion but, on TikTok real quick once we uh okay. get through this. So the the I, I love these videos on TikTok where it's a Reddit post and like somebody just compiles all of the different Reddit like like they ask a question. So for example, this is the question that, that I was thinking about. What is the most insane thing you have overlooked for the sake of getting laid? That's that's the question. Oh, I saw this. I saw this. That's the question that was posed on Reddit, and then, sorry, I need to I need to turn this down. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, I can hear it. Okay, so what's the most insane thing you've ever overlooked for the sake of getting laid? The first one says, "We went back to her house after the bar. Her dog shit in the middle of the living room. She picked it up barehanded and threw it out the back door." <laughs> I don't know how you move on from that. <laughs> Oh, it gets it gets it gets better. So next one, the last girl I dated told me she liked holding a knife to her ex's neck while she while he slept because she fantasized about murder and wanted to see what it felt like. I don't like that at all. How do you overlook that to get laid? I I don't understand that. Um, there's one in here. Is it this one? Uh. <laughs> 20 year old stripper whose husband was in jail husband got out and firebombed my car in her driveway (laughs) her husband got out of jail and found out that he was sleeping and then firebombed his car so you staying or you not my car is on fire what am i gonna do leave (laughs) like i I, I can't leave (laughs) okay well then go back to the other one the dog poop that one yeah 
I'm gonna make her wash her hands for sure. <laughs> so you're saying, so you're smashing this, this one, this one. I don't know how I feel about. I went to her dorm to hook up. It was wall to wall stuffed animals. Oh, they yeah. all had names and personalities, and they faced the bed because they liked to watch. <laughs> wasn't thinking with my brain and during sex she pulled out a hand puppet and tried to jerk me off my friends called me muppet fucker for a while after that <laughs> they call me kermit the frog <laughs> kermit the frog dude that's something we would totally do what's up muppet fucker <laughs> what's up muppet it's such fucker? a funny name just like and nobody knows why like anybody outside of that friend group has to be like why are they calling him muppet fucker like, <laughs> what actually did he do so anyways that's i i love these tiktoks that that say like post the the question with reddit and then like people give their responses so you you said something else about reddit though okay reddit no tiktok tiktok i was gonna i wanted to talk oh, to you about TikTok, tiktok tiktok yeah okay I give you a lot of crap about TikTok. And I I guess I didn't find this person because of TikTok, but I think I found him because of Facebook and I enrolled into their TikTok. I actually found a TikTok that I find mildly entertaining. Mildly entertaining. Mildly entertaining. Somewhat satisfying. It's this guy named Oh, let me let me find it real quick. Francis uh Oh shoot. Hang on. I wasn't prepared by the way fun fact francis burgess sorry go ahead oh don't don't drink flavored like sour beers and then try to chug budweiser at was it go poorly oh it did not taste good were you expecting uh some orange or some lime i was expecting not whatever i just tasted don't say Budweiser in vain like that. It's not Budweiser's fault. It's my fault. I, I drank How these backwards. You? I should have drank the Budweiser first and then the sours after. That's, no, Budweiser that's is the dessert. Budweiser is always the dessert. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, okay. it's... Uh, I don't know. My taste buds will adjust, but anyways, go on. Okay. Sorry, Francis so this, uh, Francis uh, Bertram. Bur Burgess. 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 I was close. Something okay. like that. I don't know. I don't think I'm saying this right. B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S. I don't know. Go See, ahead. that's what I thought, but he's he's like British. This man is literally a train spotter. Like he goes around. Oh, that guy. That guy. Dude, he looks like that Sid guy. the Sloth. That's because okay. So what you're referring <laughs> to is that he wears a GoPro that has like a 360 camera of, or a 180 camera or whatever. He wears it on his forehead and it puts it in this like very weird perspective where you see his eyes and they're like off to the side. But the reason why I love it is because I've never seen somebody get so excited for something so simple and find so much joy in something like that. It, it is a very, it's very pure. It, and that's why I love it. It's just pure enjoyment of something that nobody else finds interesting. Yeah. And I find it absolutely fascinating. I mean, f for me, I look at a train and I'm like, yep, that's uh, a means of transportation. That's all it is. Get, it yeah. gets me from this place to this place. And we never ride trains anymore. When's the last oh, time you I've, rode a train? Uh, you're, well, up. you're up. You're up. I, that's a I've, different I've case. told you my feelings about the transit system in America. Shit. I've, we, we, trains need to be back. We high, speed high speed rail. Fucking now. Yeah. But this guy, I find it amazing and and so cool that somebody has such a passion over something like that. And to see like the joy that it brings them and everything is like very heartwarming. I'm gonna ruin it though. You seen some of the girls that he spotted trains with? I, it's becoming fake. It, they, he's getting like fucking Instagram models to go train watching with him. It, it, yeah, there was one where he was like. Oh, I'm here at this station, and it is that is that so and so, and then it's like some fucking singer that I've never heard of or something. Like that. Yeah, know. yeah, it's 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 kind of like the uh, Daniel Mac thing. Daniel Mac, yeah. Where like now it used to be he would just roll up to random people in their cars and say, "Hey, what do you do for a living? How did you afford this?" Yeah. And now it's everything. It's so staged. If I was that person, man, I'd as cool as it would be to be like working with that person or do a or I guess it's like a duo or something like that or a, what do you what do you when you work with that so w like, work with that person I what mean do you call it? 
don't know, a collaboration. A collaboration. That, a collaboration. Yeah, that's yes. the word. Yeah. As cool as it would be to be like, I came from nothing and all of a sudden I got this big thing and then all these celebrities want to work with me. It becomes artificial and it almost ruins the the yeah the cool factor. But the it. way the way that you could do it, so you got to push that away. No, the way you don't have to push it away, but you just you don't have, have to, to push it away. Completely. But make it a feature. Don't make it like it's it's like spontaneous. Like get out of the shtick. So like if, if his thing is going up to random people asking like, "What do you do for a living?" Don't do that with the celebrity. Yeah, because now you just look like an idiot. It's like, oh, just go, this just be like, lives under a rock. Just be like, hey, I'm here with fucking. I think he did one with Jason Derulo or something like that. Hey, yeah. I'm here with Jason Derulo. He's gonna show me off his cars and then like show the cars. Yeah, but like go up to random people and still that's your shtick. Do the random people thing. But if celebrities want to do a cameo, yeah, don't make it like you don't know who they are. Seeing it is easy for us to sit here behind this bar. We're very humble humble start here yeah <laughs> but maybe one day we'll it's have easy to do for cameos. us to say that you know but i guess if we were in that situation who's to say that we wouldn't have done the same thing that they would well see that's the thing is i i would i always think of how i would react in certain situations so if i was one of the things that i hate is like professional athletes when they're being interviewed like during a game after the game it was like so like what went wrong in the first quarter and then they give some like bullshit answers like, well, you know, we didn't shoot the best. But it's like me as a third person, I hate those answers. Like you have to give them because you can't say anything crazy and outlandish. But part of me wants to go, we fucking sucked. Yeah. Like if I like my golf round, well, I sliced <laughs> the ball more than fucking Gordon Ramsay's knife. My putting, I would have put a better blind. Like I, those are the answers that I want to give. <laughs> Aaron Thompson, how did your round go today? Why did you lose two gloves? Yeah. Do, do you want the honest answer or do you want the uh, the bullshit? No fucking clue. <laughs> no fucking clue. That, that would be my question back to the reporter is, do you want the honest answer or do you want my polished answer? Well, you, remember, you remember the guy from uh, college basketball, uh, I think it was during March Madness, the guy from Baylor. He says, so you guys were playing against a team and they got way more rebounds. Like, can you explain why that happened? And he goes, so... A rebound is where you go up and you grab the ball after it bounces off the rim and then you come down on the floor and you have control of the ball. And the other team did that more than we did. <laughs> and that's how they got more rebounds than us. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Perfectly honest answer. It it satisfied the question and it made his point that this is a stupid question. I, I forget what coach. He did a very similar thing, but th those are my favorite responses. The candid, just like, I don't care can't answers. I, I think I told you about the uh, so the basketball coach essentially they're like, coach, what happened tonight? Why did, uh, why did you lose? He's like, I don't know. Maybe I ate the wrong thing for breakfast this morning. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Or maybe we just got fucking beat. You know, and did Straight I tell you? Did that's, I tell you that's the answer? Did sometimes. I tell you about like the Swedish or Finnish hockey coach, like no. during the World Champion? No. Oh, I, I, dude, I, this is possibly my favorite interview of all time. I, I have to post this on our Instagram. The they go, hey, you guys are playing Canada in the next round. What are you gonna tell your team before the game? And he goes, uh, we're gonna lose. He goes, we're we're gonna lose. Are, are you Sorry. listening to yeah. me? Stop interacting with our laws. <laughs> Stop interacting with our audience, okay? Um, but he essentially goes, uh, "What are you going to tell your team before the game?" Uh, we're probably going to lose. And he goes, "You're going to tell?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm going to tell them exactly that." He goes, "How many first round picks did the Canadian team have? Like fourteen? Like fourteen other players were drafted in the first round, and the rest of them were drafted in the second. We had one guy drafted in the fourth round." Yeah, they they pass better than us. They shoot better than us. They're bigger. They're better skaters. Yeah, we have no hope. And he he goes, well, like, are you gonna? Does that put any pressure on your team? And he goes, what? What pressure? He goes, we're gonna lose. <laughs> we're gonna like, lose. That's like, the reality of it. Like, I love those candid answers, and it's it's hilarious. I'll post it on the Instagram because I think it's one of the best sports interviews I've ever seen. I mean, it's ask stupid questions get stupid answers like and I, I wish more people did that 
like these softball answers, like the coach is going in at halftime off the football field. And they're like, coach, what do you need to do in the second half? Fucking score more, score points. more points. Thanks, coach. Like, like those That's are the it. those are the answers I want. I don't want the, well, you know, they're a good team. And, uh, you know, we they just outplayed us and we just got to rally around. And it's just like, no, shut the fuck up. You guys sucked. Like, just say that and then move on. I, I don't know. I, I like I like honesty, especially when it's like blatantly a lie. <laughs> like. And like they're trying to compliment the other team. It's it's so dumb. Blatantly why? Yeah, it's like oh, they're a good team. Do you really feel they're a good team, or are you just saying that because it's like politically it's an correct? Answer. No, it's like we like I would say we sucked. It was terrible. Our offensive line didn't block. Our quarterback couldn't hit a fucking water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> you know, like say it how it is, but you know they don't. Hmm. But. I am going to say it how it is, and it's that time of the night. What time of the night is it? It is last call. Last call! This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the last call podcast, where every week we do a little something different. This week, uh, no idea what we're doing. What are we doing, Nick? We're just going to we're gonna browse through the, uh, not the onion subreddit Babylon B what what did you just say you said not the onion subreddit not the onion yeah but then what did you reply with Babylon B is another thing it's like the onion but this is not the onion is it, do you know what the onion is yeah it's a satirical paper yeah like they just, it's like things that are fake that people sometimes share and somehow think they're actually real but these are things that would appear to be an onion article but they're actually true Oh, I didn't know that was a subreddit. Yeah. Okay, proceed. It's a very good subreddit. Highly recommend it. So I'm just going to go through here. Fuck it. We're, we're winging it this week. I'm going to be honest. We're winging it. Yeah, we came in ill-prepared. So anyway. Why not? So here's an article. A woman plans to sue after a construction company mistakenly demolishes her house. That that seems like something that absolutely happened, though. Like, I... I could see something. Uh, Jennifer Was she in the house? No, she was not in the house. Oh. Mistakenly demolished her house in Alabama earlier this year. Uh, Uh, She said, I I moved here when I was uh, approximately 10 years old. This is my grandparents' old house. They bought it in 1965, and it's been our family ever since. And uh, they didn't know that I was... This is bad. Yeah, so they just showed up and just demolished her house. But she wasn't in the house. I don't think she was in the house. So she showed up and her house was just gone. Gone. Like, what do you do in that scenario? Like, you show up, you're out getting groceries, you show up to your house, and like, let's assume that, you know, you had to go across town. I don't know, you got held up at the grocery store, who knows. So you show up, and like, there's no bulldozer there, there's no wrecking ball, there's no nothing, and your house is just demolished. But then the, your neighbor's houses aren't. What do you do? Check t- uh, check twice, demolish once. Have you <laughs> have you seen like the uh, the remake of Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp? The what? Oh, Willy Wonka? No, I haven't. I I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, it's kind of the Gene Wilder one. It's kind of weird, and I don't really care for it. But there's a point where Willy Wonka as a child walks to like this uh, this house or whatever and the house is just gone like it's literally a condominium that's like it right here it's literally a townhome that's connected to other townhomes but like the one townhome that he's looking for is literally just cut out of the buildings right down the middle it's just gone no it's just gone so uh, that that's what that made me think of but hmm. Uh, Traveler told uh, TSA he had no idea a sword was concealed in his cane. I'm going to show you a picture of it here. Oh, no, it's like a sheet. Yeah, no, that, you. That is straight up a sword. Okay. So, no, I agree. It is a sword. And it's hard to believe that he didn't have any knowledge of that. It's because you don't have to probably pull on it that hard. But at the same time, he might have bought a cane and like the maybe he got it from a pawn shop he's like oh yeah this is totally a cane no, it's definitely not a sword 
the the bright news is uh after being questioned by the uh, massachusetts massachusetts this is a that's a bold mm. state to be saying at this uh time in Meth- the, the, the yeah, massachusetts in the, in the podcast this is a that's a hard state to say massachusetts state police the man surrendered the cane and was cleared to continue his travels oh good for you no, that's happened to me before. I uh, I forgot you, I had. You a... were walking through TSA with your cane. You're like, oh, yep. Sorry, I forgot my knife was in there. No, I've forgotten my pocket knife was in my backpack. I have done that. And then they found it, and they're like, you can go ship it to yourself, or we can just take it and throw it away. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. It's a cheap knife. Fair enough. Uh, driver driverless car appears to flee the scene after being pulled over by cops. That's also a great video hilarious i did actually see this one so we can post that video as well um there is a robo taxi in san francisco that got pulled over by the cops and so the taxi stops pulls over to the side of the road the cop walks up to the window to see who the driver is there is no driver so the cop's confused and he walks back to his car and then the robo taxi just takes off it's just like Fuck you, cops! <laughs> it, just, it just takes off. Now, how long, how long after the the cop walked away? It like immediately. The cop started to walk away, and it's like sensor said, "Oh, he's walking away," so he just took off. Oh, he's not paying attention anymore. <laughs> Run! <laughs> I don't know if there was a passenger in it though. I don't think there was. Wait, I, you saw? You said you saw the video, didn't you? I saw the video, but I I couldn't tell if there was a passenger no. in the car or not. They didn't say in like the the video I saw if there was a passenger, but so. The, the company said that what the car was trying to do is get to a more safe location to be pulled over. So, like, it crossed the intersection, and then it, it did, like, go to the side of the road again. It was, like, because that was safer. I was like, no, that guy, the, the, the computer was like, fuck you, cops. <laughs> and he's trying like to make a run for it. Some company is like, oh, yep, that's totally what it was supposed to do. We <laughs> forgot we left the... Uh, left the car in run mode i didn't see what it got pulled over for though i think it was like speeding or running a red light <laughs> no I, I bet it wasn't speeding i bet it was running at a red light or both, something like that both uh, are, let me find it real quick both are not great uh, i mean it didn't know what it was doing well it should be it's out there on the roads driving around with our citizens oh sorry it's headlights were off it had a headlight out oh uh, how dare it not know that its headlights <laughs> were out <laughs> a headlight a headlight so okay in order to be pulled over for a headlight that cop had to be going the opposite way and then just throw on the sirens and fucking whip a yui to get behind that car to pull it over is that not a little bit ridiculous to anybody else what like to be pulled over for your headlight being out they have to be going the opposite way of you or they have to be parked somewhere i guess like where they can see it but like I just imagine that cop going the opposite way and it's like headlight hell no flips on the siren fucking drifts into a u-turn and then pulls that car over only to find out that there's nobody driving the car <laughs> unfortunate uh, yeah. I, I I wish we could I don't know if they interviewed the cop yet but I would love to hear his take on it so uh, yes, I walked up and there was nobody there so I walked away and then it drove off so we had a 1027 in progress uh, that's a headlight out and so I decided to immediately take action pulled up behind the perpetrator only to find out that the perpetrator was non-existent so I started to walk back to my car to get on the radio with dispatch and uh, then the car just took off I'm assuming that's how I, he would I have no idea that's, that's uh, i thought that was a pretty good reenactment of <laughs> his interview <laughs> is that how you would have handled it no i think that's how he would have handled it though i would I, I wish he would have given it a ticket and then let it return back to wherever its home base was with the ticket i like, it did get off the the, the car did not have see. points put on its license so that see that, like what if the uh what if the uh passenger got the ticket that would be that would be bad like i don't know how you you ticket the passenger but you're the you're the only human in the car here's the ticket (laughs) that's sorry bud this is process of elimination you get it now yeah shouldn't have taken shouldn't have taken the robo taxi i don't know what to tell you Hmm. all right you got one more uh let me see Uh, 
I'm, I'm struggling for it right now. This is embarrassing. Oh, that's we're putting on the spot right now. Don't don't do this to me. That's that's what happens. Send me a line, Johnny. That's what that, I, I literally closing time is playing. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, scientists broadcast Earth's location to aliens, ignoring Stephen Hawking's warning. That was a warning, Stephen Hawking's. Made? <laughs> Apparently, they didn't fulfill his last wish. Was don't fucking tell him where we're at. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Apparently, we doxed ourselves. The message essentially updated a version of the famous Arabeco message transmitted in 1974, which had the same purpose. Ba, 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 ba. I don't know, man. All right. Well, guys, the hey, aliens, the aliens, know aliens we're are at. coming. Be prepared. We're fucked. They're, they're here to drink Budweiser with us. Maybe. Once we find alien life, they will be the first on our podcast. Well, Nick, thank you for sharing your... I'm going to be honest. This was a, a, a poor last call effort. We'll be back next week with a, a much, much, much better one. And... And a special guest. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We thank you for riding with us on this Friday for the Last Call Podcast. I'm Aaron. That's Nick. We hope you have a great fucking Friday. Closing time. This room won't be open Brothers or your sisters come So gather up your jackets Move it to the exits I hope you have found a friend Closing time Every new beginning comes from some other